Remarkable accomplishments are happening every day on the Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College campuses, from faculty instruction and research to student projects and community involvement. CMU Now is a new monthly segment on the KAFM Community Affairs Hour, where we interview faculty, athletic coaches, and students to keep you up to date on all things CMU and WCCC. I'm Caitlin Birdsall, along with my co-host David Ludlam, and we'll have two guests on the show today. And our first guest is Birgitta Senderman, Vice President for Community College Affairs. Welcome, Brigetta. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for making the time to be on the show today. Yeah, Brigetta. So let's just jump right in with a question. And I think, you know, for those who are not in higher ed, they hear the term university or college or community college, and they may not know the difference. So can you describe what is the difference between a community college and a university in terms of the students they serve and what they're trying to accomplish? When I think of the community college, I think of how do we get people trained, educated, and get them out in the workplace as quick as possible. So we can do that within 16 weeks, nine months, or two years. But it's not a longer length of time. And we're really focused on STEM, uh, career and technical education. So it's really sort of oriented towards that, that, that workforce development specifically. And that's one of the differentiations between a, a traditional university and community college. Yes. And so, you know, I actually went to school at Mesa. Now I've worked at Mesa for quite a few years. And so I've always known, obviously, WCCC is a division of CMU. I've been out to the campus um, and I've grown to really love WCCC and everything that you guys offer to the community. But can you maybe talk about that relationship between a four-year institution and a two-year or less institution like WCCC and kind of maybe what's different or unique about having that relationship? I think what's unique about that relationship here in the Valley is that the students that come to the community college can actually go right into a four-year degree Mm -hmm. quite seamlessly if they go to Bachelor's of Applied Science. And so, but they still walk out with a university degree. So we don't spend any of our time pointing fingers at each other, who's doing what right or wrong, Um, but we're there to we're together, and so we do everything together and make it easier for the student as they move through the process. And that makes sense. I mean, to me, that's what I really see now working at CMU is it's we really have something for everybody. So whether you are looking to get your associates or a certificate to maybe help you move up in your current position or you're a 16-year-old student who's looking at a four-year institution that they want to go to. So I feel like that's the really great part about CMU and WCCC is that no matter what kind of educational opportunities people or students are looking for, we pretty much have it. That's right. Well, switching gears a little bit, Brigetta, I think those people who know you know that you're an engineer, but first and foremost, uh, you're a member of the agricultural community and you have been your entire life. And I was just wondering, how has that background in agriculture helped you to understand the rural 
communities that WCCC serves and maybe some of the students who also have share that background. What, what does agriculture mean to you personally? I think anybody in agriculture knows that it takes hard work, dedication, and a compassion to the animals or the crops that you're dealing with as, as well as the community that you're serving. Um, and in that way, I think community college is the same. So the faculty we have, the staff that we have are all extremely passionate about what they do. Uh, they work hard through every aspect of helping the student meet their goals. Okay. That's great. And the, the mobile learning lab, um, is going to be a, is a project that works kicking off and it's going to be a mobile facility that serves rural communities. Um, is that an extension of what WCCC does generally is serving like those, those rural communities? That was an important part of what it do, of what the community college does. Good point, David. I think part of it is we, w- we always want to reach out to these other communities, but it's, it's difficult um, because they can't come to us and sometimes we can't necessarily get to them. And this, this mode of pr- transportation, this allows us to get to those communities that maybe would never even have a dream of getting a college credit before they graduate high school or training for some of those industries that are in those rural communities. Mm-hmm. So this to me is is like the epitome of what WCCC is about, reaching out to everybody on the Western Slope. Okay. I love that. Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our first guest today is Brigitte Sunderman, Vice President for Community College Affairs. Um, So I love what you guys did at WCCC this last graduation ceremonies this past May. Um, You went to the different high schools here in Mesa County, and you actually presented um, certificates to those students who were in high school and were also taking concurrent classes at WCCC. how did that make you feel to be able to be up there and giving him these students these certificates at the high school level? That part was pretty amazing. Um, but what was really amazing when you saw those students taking pictures with their grandparents in front of their high school, mm-hmm. um, it gives me goosebumps now. So when you watch these students and, the, and they came back and said, I only have to have one job, my parents each have two mm-hmm. because of what I've received already before I graduate high school. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. And and our our listeners can't see, but I, I can see here in the studio that the the emotion on your face, and I think that's really a great thing to see that you have that connection to students. That that really speaks a lot about who you are as a person, as an educator. And I was thinking about too, you know, for you, this has been a really big year. Uh, I just referenced this mobile learning lab, which I know the community is going to learn a lot more in the future. Uh, you had the PTech announcement. There's a big grant that that you received. It was the first of its kind in Western Colorado, and a number of other kind of milestone. Uh, thresholds that I think the community college with your leadership has hit this year. Um, what does the future look like? What, what are your aspirations coming up, you know, in the next year or two? What do you want to accomplish from here? I think it's always nice to reflect back and stabilize the, the accomplishments that we have done and do them well. Um, we are looking at other schools and how do we do P-TECH and other programs so students get, get their associates before they graduate and um, growth and new programs. So I'm always looking at new programs. If anybody has an idea, I'd love to hear it mm-hmm. and see what else we can add to help this community. And I think that's what's great also about WCCC and having you as the leader there is that WCCC is very nimble. So you adapt to what are the workforce needs? What are businesses here in the local community telling you that they need in their workforce? And you guys go out and make that happen and make those programs happen. I think that's a really great part of WCCC. 
Thanks. We try. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs. And our first guest today is Brigetta Sunderman, Vice President for Community College Affairs. So we're kind of already getting to the end of our time with you, but I do have another question for you. So there may be some older adults or maybe high school students who are looking to make a change in their career or in their lives. So if you could tell them directly, if there's listeners right now listening, um, why would WCCC maybe be a good option for them? I think it's an option because we'll we'll listen. We'll see if there's programs that something that you, might work for you, if there's Maybe you don't know, and we'll talk you through that as well. Mm-hmm. And if maybe you just need some Excel courses or some classes in uh, beekeeping uh, to make it work, and we have non-credit options as well mm-hmm. where you can just pick courses a la carte. So um, just come down and talk to us and, and let us know what your desires are, and let's see if we can help you. Great. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you again, Brigetta. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Mickey Wender, the head coach of the triathlon team and the head coach of the swimming and diving teams. Welcome back to CMU Now, a monthly show where we talk about the remarkable work happening at Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College. We'd like to welcome our second guest, Mickey Wender, head coach of the triathlon team and head coach of the swimming and diving team. That's a long, long title to introduce you with. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Coach, welcome. Thanks for being here. And you know, the first question is for me is I look at your resume and and it's it's colorful and, and deep, but one of the things that jumped out at me is you... Uh, we're at West Point, and I'm wondering, one of the most esteemed institutions in the country, what was your journey from West Point to CMU, and, and why rural Colorado and Western Colorado? How'd you get here? We were looking for something unique. We wanted to expose our children to the real world. I, I, my roots are in Division Two. When I first started coaching at Cal State Northridge, I worked for a, a guy named Pete Accardi, who was the Division Two Coach of the Decade, who really taught me a lot about coaching and, and the sport. And, and part of it is to honor his legacy. Part of it is Grand Junction and the beauty and this community and, and to be in a place where we could put down some roots and be a part of our children's lives and, and, and make a difference in an up-and-coming collegiate program. feel really excited about the team I inherited amazing young men and women that that aspire to be great and um, facilities here are top-notch one of the finest swimming 
um, pools in the country, one of the best environments to train for a triathlon. And um, it really checked all the boxes for us. Okay. Well, you just said something that jumped out at me. I, you said your heart is with Division Two, And uh, people in this community often hear President Foster talk about why he values Division Two as well. What is it about Division Two that, 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 that is important to you or that makes you feel at home? The purity of it that it's about the student athlete. It's not about the spectators. It's not about money as much as it is about providing opportunities and experiences for young people to develop and compete and, and to have, you know, a, a top notch athletic um, experience. So it's, um, I, I like the purity of it. It's, it's a little bit more fair, you know, in division one, you have the haves and the have nots in division two, there's a lot more parity and a lot more opportunities, I think, for, for programs that want to be great. If they work hard enough and do the right things, they're going to have an opportunity. Great. Well, so I'm kind of assuming here that it's a little bit unusual to be the head coach of two programs. Um, and to me, that sounds like it's got to be a crazy schedule for you, especially with balancing when you've got, you know, your teams competing at the same time when their schedules overlap. And not to mention, I believe there's about 90 student athletes between triathlon and swimming and diving. So can you just talk a little bit about what it's like to be the head coach for both triathlon and swimming and diving? It's a lot. Yeah. It's um, I, I'm still figuring it out. But it's, uh, I, I'm very fortunate to have some amazing assistant coaches. And so I can empower them to do things when I'm not there mm-hmm. where I know it's going to be done in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's long days. You know, yeah. we were at the pool at 530 this morning and we'll be there till 530 tonight. And, um, and it's just a matter of balancing everything. And, and, and like I said, empowering the staff and these athletes to live the kind of life that's that's ultimately going to get them where they want to go. You know, the best training program in the world can't overcome a poor lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And they're they're living it. They really are. It's been it's been great to get to know these kids from all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, and we we've got 10 different countries represented um, and and just amazing people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I loved West Point, but for 13 years, I kind of coached the same kid. Mm-hmm. And here, I, I I love that I just sat down with, with Mahmoud, our Egyptian breaststroker, and, and talked for a while about how he can make the, the Olympic team and go to mm-hmm. Tokyo this summer for, for Egypt and, and a lot of different things like that. So I love the diversity of it. Yeah. Well, good. Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs. And our second guest today is triathlon and swimming and diving head coach, Mickey Winder. Coach, I saw that your triathlon team had won the West Region meet, I believe, and you were right up there with some big division one names. Um, did that, that finish or did that placement kind of, does it project uh, a big future? What are your expectations related, related to that great performance? Just that we're going to work hard every day and that we're going to represent our program and, and this school the way that that we're capable of. Um, I think we're certainly in contention to win a national championship. There are some very good schools, Queens out of North Carolina in particular, um, Drury University. There, there are some, some really solid programs out there, but it was an affirmation that what we're doing is, is the right thing and that that our people are working really hard and, and, um, 
we'll see when we go to Phoenix. But I, I like our chances. Our chances. We've prepared really well. We've scouted the course. We've created some some simulated courses here in Grand Junction that mm-hmm. I think are preparing us for for the details of of what we'll see there. And and um, yeah, it was fun. Well, you'd mentioned earlier. I think something about this is a, a unique environment to train in or that you like the Western Colorado for training purposes. Is that because of the, the altitude, the topography? What is it about the area that you feel makes for a strong team in terms of training? It's everything. It, okay. It's it's the altitude where we're high enough that you get the, the training benefit, but not so high that it's detrimental. The weather is perfect for it. You know, it's relatively mild. Um, the topography with the monument and the different climbs and, um, and places you can go and ride and run and bike. And, you know, we're out in Highline Lake, Lake last week with the triathlon team and the, and the swim team. Um, the roads are not crowded and, um, yeah, it's a perfect place to train. We, we, we believe that this can be a Mecca for triathlon. And in, in fact, we want to host an event if anybody out there listening is interested in helping us, one of the things we'd like to do this spring is is use our world-class aquatic facility for the swim and then bike and run at and around the CMU campus as a fundraiser for our programs. Hmm. And um, we're looking to build a, a, a group of, um, of interested people in the community that want to help organize and, and help us put this on. I think it can be an amazing thing. We went to Montrose last weekend and, and they did a pool triathlon and it's an easy way for, for people from six to 75 years old to, to do an event and have fun and, and just be introduced to triathlon. So it's something we plan to do this spring and every year. Yeah. 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 And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't our triathlon programs a little bit newer at CMU or have they been around for? No, collegiate what? triathlon yeah. is brand new nationally. Say. It's mm-hmm. in its third year. We received a grant from USA Triathlon to to create this this program, and we're one of only a handful of NCAA teams out there right now. That's and it's um, it's an amazing opportunity. It's women only. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a men's team that's considered club, but the NCAA program is is just the women, and and these young ladies will be looked at in years to come as really the the founding members of collegiate triathlon and it's exciting it's draft mm-hmm. legal so you get off the you get out of the swim and you ride in a pack like a peloton that you see you know in in bike races mm-hmm. it's different than the triathlons that that we've done where it's time trials you're not allowed to draft this is exciting it's criterium style racing it's close contact and bumping and and um yeah it's really a, it's a fun spectator sport too great Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our second guest today is triathlon and swimming and diving head coach, Mickey Winder. Well, Mickey, we're kind of already getting to the end of our time with you, so I wanted to throw it over to David to see if he has any last questions for you before we let you go. Well, I just wanted to bring it back to, away from the team for a second, back to you. Uh, I see that you have personally uh, competed in two Ironmans and that you were a top 10 finisher in what's known as the Eco Challenge. I think that's generally known as one of the toughest events out there. Um, what is the hardest part of training for one of these if you've never done it? And I mean that maybe mentally, what do you have to do mentally to prepare for something like that? That's so physically taxing. The Ironmans are different. It, you know, you need the time on the bike 
and um, you just have to make time for that. I have four children, and and so my priorities have shifted a little bit. But in terms of the mental um, challenge of endurance racing, obstacle course racing, and things like the Eco Challenge that you know that race you referenced where we were top ten. That was eight days, seven hours, and 53 minutes of racing where you're sleeping two, three hours a night. And that's the hardest part mentally is the sleep deprivation, is not getting the rest and recovery from day to day to day that you need. And the teams that are the best at this, the people that are um, really successful have, I don't know if they've mastered, but they've really done an amazing job with how to rest. You know, for example, we'll do most of our hard drive pushes at night. So we're staying warm and we don't have to carry a lot of gear. We'll rest during the day when it's warmer out so that we don't have to have a sleeping bag or shelter and and that kind of thing. So but it's that part. It's the sleep deprivation, I think. That it kind of sounds like a, like a sport that really pushes the human spirit and, and allows students to really grow as they're enjoying the sport. So that's Absolutely. neat. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thank you again, Mickey, so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Um, are there any meets coming up here soon that we can let our listeners know about if they want to come out and either watch um, the triathlon races or swimming and diving? Yeah, we, um, we're in Denver this week, swimming at University of Denver. We're at BYU next week. Um, and we're out at Western and, and, um, in air force Academy, but November 23rd, we have a big invitational. If people want to experience El Pomoran auditorium and, and see our, our team in action, um, that's four day prelims finals invite that, um, that we'll be at. And the next time really the triathlon team will be racing at home. will be in this this event that we have yet to put together. But again, if anyone out there wants to help support it and organize it, we're looking for a committee of people to, to help us do that. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much again, Mickey. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Great. So David, I wanted to take a few minutes before we end the show today. I know we've got a lot happening at CMU, um, a lot happening this fall. You know, it's the first semester, but we've got a lot of events coming up here in October. It is MAV month right now. It is. Yep. Um, but I kind of wanted to kick it off with, I know we've got a big event happening tomorrow where the Steamboat Institute, we've partnered with them for an electoral college debate. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Cause I think a lot of our listeners might be interested in attending. Yeah, Caitlin, you know, I think it, this debate is a, a partnership, as you mentioned, that's tied to the CMU Civic Forum, which is a, 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 an attempt to provide civic engagement opportunities for not only students, but the community. And so tomorrow night, uh, there's going to be a debate about the future of the Electoral College in Colorado and, and by extension, the nation. And these are the kind of uh, issues that are, are top of mind right now for Coloradans, for people around the country. And CMU, I think through the Civic Forum and our partnerships are able to allow students and the community to engage head on into these issues. And I think it's exciting. So people who are interested, it's going to be in the Love Recital Hall tomorrow. They can go to our website and, and grab a seat before they're all gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to it. I know I'm going to be be in attendance. And I love that the university is starting to bring more events like this that are not only available to our students, but to the community, because I think that's an important part that, that we play. And I think the Civic Forum is really accomplishing a lot of those goals. Well, and speaking of the community, um, you'd mentioned earlier that this is homecoming weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
do you have any highlights about what kind of what's going on homecoming weekend? What what community engagement opportunities are available? What people should be paying attention to for homecoming? Yeah, so the whole month of October is Mav Month, and that's really we've been trying to get the community involved and behind and spirited. So I know our alumni association is passing out three hundred spirit packets to different businesses and organizations across the Grand Valley. So if you're interested, definitely reach out to our alumni association if you own a business um, here in town and want to show your Maverick pride in the month of October. Um, I'm sure our alumni association can get you a spirit pack. Package, um, as well as the whole month will culminate in homecoming weekend, which is October 25th through the 27th. So you can head to coloradomesa.edu slash homecoming for a list of all events because we have a lot. There's athletic events. We have our victory dinner on that Friday night. There's a bonfire on campus that I think maybe a lot of community members don't know are open and available to them. And that's on they that Friday those, night. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah. Bonfire. There's a carnival before and that's open to the community. Um, we'll have our parade downtown on Saturday morning. Um, I believe that's at 10 a.m., maybe 1030. Again, you can head to that website to check out all the details. And then of course we'll kind of culminate in the big football game. There's tailgating before the alumni zone. So we've got a lot, a lot going on for homecoming weekend. Exciting month. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then not only with the Electoral College debate tomorrow, we also have another event on campus that's kind of a big one. Um, we're bringing in NFL veteran Ryan R.K. Russell. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about? Yeah, you know, he is an NFL veteran, and he also is a member of the LGBTQ community. Uh, and he's really here to tell a story about not only his journey of coming out, but also his effort to make a comeback to the NFL. And that's a message that I think is broadly accessible for for all members of the community i mean i think everybody's had uh, an opportunity to have a goal that they want to accomplish and 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 do that with the with challenges and so i think his message is going to be a good one uh for student athletes for students at large uh in the community and i think um there's opportunity for the community to come down to brownson arena i think it's at 12 isn't that right mm-hmm. yeah yep, at 12 p.m and that's tomorrow which is wednesday october 9th that's right yeah, yeah. so a lot of lot going on tomorrow and a lot going on the whole month as you mentioned with homecoming Yeah, and so before we head out of here today, I'm going to pivot real quick to a couple of our theater and performing arts and arts events that we're going to have coming up here in the month of October as well. I know we've got the fall um, choral concert, Pride and Prejudice kicks off, Arttoberfest. Can you talk to us a little bit about all of those or one of those? Yeah, you know, uh, Arttoberfest is uh, one of the staples of the fall at CMU. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity for uh, people in the community who might not know much about art, but that may want to find their voice in in doing it, mm-hmm. uh, to come down to campus uh, on Thursday, October 17th, and get exposure to things like sculpting, um, something like sidewalk chalk, yep. those with kids can relate to, uh, to something as ancient and also complex as uh, uh, molten steel pouring. Mm-hmm. And there's just a huge range of um, art exhibitions for, for everybody in the community, no matter what your artistic interest might be. So we encourage mm-hmm. the community to take part in that. And I know when I've been the last couple of years, I'm always amazed at our CMU students and just the work that they can create and the leadership that they take in that event to really help other students who maybe aren't as familiar with these different art forms to get them involved and get their artistic juices flowing. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, you got anything else for our listeners before we head out of here today? I think I'm looking at the clock and it looks like we're just about out of time, but looking forward to, to the next show. Great. Well, this segment airs on the second Tuesday of each month on KAFM Community Radio. You can also listen to podcasts of today's show at kafmradio.org. I'm your host, Caitlin Birdsall, along with my co-host, David Ludlam. And we'll be back next month for another edition of CMU Now on the Community Affairs Hour.